Welcome to the Dr. Wayne Dyer Radio Podcast. Discover the wisdom and remarkable insights of Dr. Dyer, world-renowned spiritual teacher and foremost authority on how the power of your mind creates your world. Exciting thing for me this last weekend that's made me so proud to be an American is the, uh, you know, is the president, our president, being uh, uh, honored with the Nobel Prize for Peace. Now, there's been a lot of criticism of that because of his uh, lack of accomplishments and so on. But I wanted to speak just a little bit about that here this morning um, because my reaction to that was um, the book that I'm going to write next, next year is called Wishes Fulfilled. And it's based on the premise that everything that exists in the world um, once had to be imagined. Everything that is was once imagined. And that's from William Blake. So I'm sitting here looking at a painting uh, that's hanging on the wall here. Uh, in order for that painting to exist, it had to be imagined. In order for this uh, this equipment that I'm talking into uh, to exist, it had to be once imagined. Uh, it's true for everything in the physical world. It starts Everything starts with our imagination. Uh, and I believe that what has happened here with this Nobel Prize for the president is that uh, they are awarding... Remember, these are these people who award this. They don't just hand this thing out willy-nilly. This is uh, you. You have to really qualify for this. And he has. What has happened is that he has placed into the imagination of the world a new concept, which ultimately um, will uh, be become fulfilled. But it has to start with a thought. It has to start with with something in our imagination. And what he is imagining uh, for us is a world without nuclear weapons. He has stated it and gone to the United Nations and had 15 out of 16 uh, countries from the Security Council all vote in favor of that. Uh, he has spoken to the, uh, to the Muslim world. His very first speech was to Al Jazeera saying, well, we, our extension, uh, what we would like to extend to the uh, world is uh, the Muslim world. is an understanding that we are not your uh, enemies. We are your friends and we want to live together in harmony and in peace. Uh, he has taken the prestige of the United States, which was for the previous eight years pretty much of a bully, uh, and and demanding this is what we're going to do, and you if you don't if you're not with us you're against us, uh, from one of just talking to one of listening, and has opened up uh, a new idea, a new consciousness, a new thought, and this new thought uh, is that we can live together in harmony and peace. We can get rid of these horrible nuclear weapons that will destroy life as we know it and have ever known it and destroy this planet, literally, um, we can do all of these kinds of things. And, and while I may not have accomplished them yet, and, uh, and they may be decades away from being accomplished, uh, first you have to start with something in your imagination, and that's individually and that's collectively. And that is why I think he has changed the dialogue for how we get along as a people. And to be awarded the Peace Prize for that, I, I think um, I'm just very, very honored and humbled uh, to be an American and have our president uh, be a uh, uh, a recipient of the of the Peace Prize. And oh, I, I agree. He, and and like you yeah. said, after eight years of just being kind of embarrassed, um, you know, at the way our country has reacted to, right. to certain things, and I, I agree. I think there's just a feeling of hope and. You know that right. you're right. That, it could. That, it's possible. Yeah. You know, it's the peace is possible. So it's like it's 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 the idea of, of first, if you imagine it, if we put it into our imagination, uh, and then all of us collectively begin to think this way, that that's what we'll act upon. And I think that it's uh, I think it's a wonderful, wonderful tribute. Couldn't be prouder today. 
Well, we've got some great calls as always. People are looking forward to talking with you. So uh, we've got plenty of time to get a few calls rolling now. You ready okay, to let's do it. hit the mm-hmm. phones? I'm ready to do it. Let's mm-hmm. go to line four and go to Lori. And she'll be our first caller today from San Francisco. And welcome to the show, Lori. You're on with Dr. Wayne Dyer. Hi. Hi, Lori. Hi, thank you so much. I've been listening to you for several years. This is the first time I've had a question, though. Oh, is that right? Well, I'm glad you called in. (laughs) Okay, so here's here's the situation. I have a a nephew. He's 19 years old. He's going to state college in California. He Mm -hmm. actually went last year but dropped out his first semester. He actually has a very abusive past from both of his parents who were divorced, but he had a very abusive past, and I've kind of sponsored him in life, if you will. But anyhow, so he went back to the state college this year, and I'm, you know, funding it, and he has a credit card, and two weeks, and if he uses it, he's supposed to pay for it out of his budgeted money that he has living expenses. Mm -hmm. But two weeks ago, he charged 400, around $450 for a holistic treatment, Mm -hmm. and I texted him and said, you know, hey, what's this charge? Making sure it was really his, and so on didn't get a hold of his credit card number. So he texted back and said, yeah, he did this great holistic treatment and um, that he attracted the money to pay for it. He can't wait, couldn't wait to tell me how he attracted the money. And not only is he going to pay the 450 but also the 500 he had charged previously over, you know, mm-hmm. the summer for miscellaneous things. I said, okay, cool, right? That's great. So then last week I see him at my parents' house, and his story about attracting money was that he was, within a week, mind you, he had made $1,000 doing these phobia treatments for other students and, you know, charging $10 each treatment. But the interest, I didn't really buy it because he was, you know, he had to collect gas money from his friends to get to our hometown for the weekend, and he just didn't mm-hmm. seem to have cash. So I said, well, you know, can you go, you know, later that day, I said, you know, let's, you know, can you have the money? And he said, oh, yeah, I'll go to the bank and get it. I said, well, I'd rather you pay the credit card, so can you pay it next week? All right. The week goes by, he doesn't pay it. So this morning I text him, and I said, hey, you know, either, you know, can you pay the credit card or give me the money? I'll be, you know, up near your place on Mm -hmm. Thursday. I can pick it up. So he texts back and says he went to take all of his money out of one bank account to move it to another, and his wallet was lost or stolen. Mm -hmm. So all of his money's gone. So my thought is that he kind of planned this sort of lie. I mean, I hate to say mm-hmm. that, but he it seems like he sort of pre-planned this, if you will. He, he I don't believe that he attracted $1,000 in a week doing phobia treatments because he didn't mm-hmm. seem to have money on him. And if he did, that's a great thing. Why don't you keep doing it, right? Mm-hmm. This is, uh, yeah, okay. So, uh, is there other drugs involved in this at all? It sounds uh, like it. A drug? Well, other, I know he, is it... he smokes marijuana. Mm-hmm. I don't know of other drugs. I mean, having yeah. come from an abuse, really a neglectful, you know, I mean, he, he mm-hmm. his parents live on the East Coast. He came out to California between his junior and senior year because the school back there, which was a very affluent, and an affluent district finally got involved and said they had to do something. And if, it's very rare for social services to get involved at that age, especially. And he came out to California kind of abruptly between yeah. his junior and senior okay. year. So he's had a real tough, real tough. Mm-hmm. Well, I think the it, it, the reason I say drugs is because I've dealt I've dealt with a lot of uh, okay. young people who who uh, are always coming up with, with that. I've I've heard that story that you just gave, uh-huh. only just with just a little different uh, details from uh, one of my own children and also from uh, other people that I've worked with, 
who are, you know, around the drug area. And when I say the drug area, I mean, I'm not just necessarily talking about illegal drugs. I'm talking about things like Adderall, uh, you know, uh, which has become one of the huge, huge problems in our country. Uh, You know, people buying these uh, uh, prescription drugs and then getting themselves, uh, you know, (coughs) messed up on them and so on. And I just, that was just an aside. It just felt like that for, for me. Uh, but regardless of what it is, I think what, what's really important for your uh, nephew is to uh, is to take responsibility for for right. his financial. Uh, and I would I would deduct it from whatever you are providing for him. Uh, is that what you are doing? You're providing funding for him yes, to go I to school or whatever. Yes, I am. He gets $950 a month for living expenses. Yeah, which includes yeah. rent and housing and everything. Yeah. So I would uh, I would insist I would I would put a date on on when this money is to be paid. Uh, within within a day or two, if if his story is true, and I would right. say to that, if you, if your story is true, then I want this money and I want it by this time. Well, if it is not on his law, he lost it all. Okay, so if it is lost, then uh, the responsibility for that is still on you. Yeah. And um, instead of nine hundred and fifty a month, it's going to have to be reduced to seven hundred and fifty a month until right. the uh, th- for the next five months, and that is, and then. But you've got to absolutely make sure that you follow through on that. You've, oh yeah, absolutely. Oh yeah, and I was going to yeah. take the credit card away too. I don't know—is that even appropriate or no? Unless he absolutely, again. absolutely, yeah. I okay. would do that as well. I, I would t- I would tell him that uh, you know there, there's the a restriction paid. now placed. Yes, until this is paid off. That, the, that I'm putting that, that on hold. And so, um, oh, that's good. So I don't even have to accuse yeah. him of lying, because I was no. afraid of doing that. But Not at all. Not at all. His responsibility is the bottom right. line. I'll, redu- I'll reduce it from his payment for five right. months, and uh, his mm-hmm. credit card, will be, I'll take it away until it's paid off. Right. And, I, and that, there, that way you don't have to get into, uh, you lied and you did this, right. and this is what, my, what all of that is, because he's going to deny all of that anyway. I know, exactly. You know, th- the, the name of the game here is, especially with a young man like that, is to, is responsibility, mm-hmm. and uh, and I would be I, I just uh, for some reason intuitively I feel that uh, right. that money was spent on uh, on drugs. I'm just it's just something that just came to me. So it, it makes it, sense. It, that really makes sense. Yeah, it may not be at all. But even if he does make, smoke marijuana, and if um, oh. there's any pills or any of this kind of thing, that's what it feels like. So yeah. And if that's the case, uh, then then you're going to have to really, you know, be. Uh, I would I would I would insist if you're, if you are supporting this young man mm-hmm. and uh, and doing all of the things that you were saying, I would insist on a drug test uh, on, on drug testing if you have any reason to uh, to suspect that whatsoever, uh, which is what I did with my daughter when uh, when she was going through that uh, when she was in her late teens. Um, you will and be. And how would tested. how would you suggest approaching that with them? I mean, I. Um, it, I would just suggest what I, exactly what I just said to you. It, it sounds to me like the, there's something going on here that is related to drugs. It's just a feeling that I get. Um, if it's denied, 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 then fine. Uh, if I'm going to support you, I want you to understand that I have to support someone who is drug-free. And not necessarily marijuana if he's smoking a little right. marijuana, but if, it's, uh, if, if he's doing, especially if he's doing these kinds of uh, right. prescription drugs, and there's so much of it. I mean, it's an epidemic in our country, right? Uh, especially among young people. So, and it'll take them down. So you you could really be saving his life. Okay. That's my that's my request. Have that's you seen the great shift? advice? I tell you, I would not have handled it that well, and I feel much better mm. now. So there's a yeah. reason I got through today. Good. Yeah. Have you seen the shift? Yes. Oh, absolutely. I love it. Uh, absolutely. Uh, 
Oh, good. We're going to send you a copy. We send okay, everyone who gets through a copy. Oh, so good. you can maybe maybe give it to him. him. I will give, give it to him. him. Yeah, yep. give it to him. Tell him it's a gift. And you can okay. even tell him to listen to this show. If he's wondering why this is uh, coming up, you can just say, well, listen to this show today. Yeah. He, you know, he can figure out how to go on his computer and, and pull up this show. Yeah. But I'm, all I'm advocating is total responsibility. I can't tell you how many times when my daughter was into the drug scene, how many times she lost a credit card, how many times that this that this got stolen, that, that I was taken here and somebody else took it. Yeah. I mean, the the stories are exactly, in fact, the story is exactly the same as the story you just told me. Yeah. And I've heard those stories uh, enough times where, um, you know, drugs are the big lie. You know, generally yeah. speaking, when people, they, they turn your life into a lie and you want to help them to just be responsible. And that's the name of the game here is to be responsible. Be sure that you don't just give in. So we have a bunch of people up here to talk to you. Let's see if we can get somebody else up on the phone here. Um, how about Christine calling on line seven, and she's calling from Albany, New York. And welcome to the show, Christine. You're on with Dr. Dyer. Hi. Thank you so much. I'm actually here with my husband, Larry, as well. Hey, Wayne. Hi. How Hi. are you? Well, we are so excited to talk with you because you have profoundly impacted our lives oh isn't that wonderful <laughs> well it all started with the you know the whole enchilada from pbs years ago but right uh, this summer um i went through some really difficult experiences with my job and i became very ill and i had to leave work and i was also going through a dark night of the soul and mm -hmm. what did i stumble upon the first time i went to hayhouse.com but the shift. Oh, really? The film? And mm -hmm. my husband and I, that very night, watched it on our front porch, and it was exactly what was happening to me. I, I can't even tell you how it touched me. And since that time, I have left my job. I have healed my illness. I don't know what's in front of me, <laughs> but I know that it has to do with my gifts that are related to healing and singing. And beyond that, I'm just following spirit, and I, I cannot, my family thinks I'm nuts, <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> because I left a really big corporate job, and we don't know quite how we're going to replace the income, but this is, we're so thrilled to talk with you, and it, it's become a journey for us as a couple as well, uh, because I have a strong marketing background, and we are committed to bringing the shift to Albany, New York, because we're committed to sharing it with at least 100 people. I think that's one, that, that's the idea behind it. And in fact, when I did the film, um, you know, the, I always give the statistic that 10% of the people buy a hundred percent of the books, uh, you know, but 90% uh, of the people never buy a book, but they do go to the movies. Right. And that one of the, one of the ways that we can make a shift take place is, um, by getting people to, uh, you know, just to look at these ideas. And if I can get 10 mil, 10 million people to watch this film, I believe we can make the shift. And I'll tell you, the shift that I saw this weekend, I don't know if you heard me at the, at the top of the show talking about the president receiving the Nobel Prize. Yes. Uh, that's a shift. That is, that is part of a, a, a major, that means that people in Norway in, and people who make these decisions, these major, major decisions about the most prestigious prize awarded to anybody on the planet are, are rewarding someone not for what they've done, not for their accomplishments, but for how they think. But you know, for their for their conception of a of an idea from a position of power and placing it out there and saying to the world, 
we can live together as one. We can live together, you know, in a consciousness in which all of us care about each other and love each other and listen to each other uh, instead of trying to, you know, bully each other and, and be at war with each other. We're starting to, uh, that kind of a shift, see the shift that I'm talking about to take place on the planet has to begin in our thoughts. It has to begin in our imagination. It has nothing to do with what, how much you go out there and do, how many right. treaties you get signed and how, you know, how much legislation you get passed. It has to do with helping everybody out there to begin to think in terms of peace rather than in terms of, uh, of being bellicose and, and warlike. Uh, so yeah, I think the, sh- the shift is on, yeah. Yeah, we've, we have changed every day. We choose our attitude, and we choose how we're going to approach it. And, uh, you know, I, what's, what's interesting, what's also happening is so many of friends and colleagues, uh, they're like, how do I say it? They're attracted to me. They want to know what's happened mm. to me. I'm getting all these comments like, you look 10 years younger. What's different about your eyes? And they're telling me their stories. And it, it does. It's contagious. It spreads. And for people who are in so much pain and searching and longing, I'm, I'm kind of amazed at what's happening. And I'm still in my infancy with it. I, I'm going on faith. I'm going on trust. I know I'm very talented. But honestly, Wayne, I don't know where it's going. <laughs> Well, that's great. That's that's a good place to be in because none of us know where we're going. It's like uh, any more than they, they, you know, Rumi used to say that the ball that you throw in the air, it has no idea where where it's going to go. It's just going to, whatever momentum it has, it's going to, you know, it's going to take it uh, where, where it was intended to go. Tell me, uh, because what, what you're speaking about here is like an energy uh, of radiation. When you, you start to radiate a different kind of an energy um, that... You know, you said you overcame an illness and uh, you changed the job. What was the illness that you overcame? Can you share that? Uh, it, it was a combination of things. I was diagnosed with several different stress-induced and autoimmune uh, mm-hmm. diseases, fibromyalgia, chronic fatigue. My hair started falling out, um, severe depression, anxiety. I couldn't eat. I couldn't sleep, psoriasis. I mean, you name it. I was, I was falling mm. apart. And... Um, I was really in so much pain, and, and metaphorically, you could say that I died in July, mm-hmm. and I was rebirthed. Um, mm. People literally who see me are just shocked, um, and I feel lighter, and, and I, I, I can't even, it, it's profound, and mm. you, the shift, and you gave me the words to share with people to explain it, because it's, it's not really something you can articulate what happens to you. I know, I know. I've had that, you know, I've been trying to do that on stages uh, and on television and in movies and everything for uh, 35, 40 years now. Uh, The, you know, like, what is, what takes place within you when you begin to recognize that uh, you have a calling and that, uh, and that you live, you know, that you live in a friendly universe that supports you rather than that you live in a universe that's unfriendly and is, is out there to victimize you. When you start really believing that there, and it, it sounds to me, that that's one of the things that has taken place for you, is that you've um, you've started to believe that there are there are forces out there that are going to be supportive of you rather than that are going to take you down. And as, as soon as you start to align your thinking that way and you allow yeah. that kind of those kind of thoughts in, uh, the right people start showing up, circumstances yeah. start to change, the financing comes along. You're yep. you know the the the. You know, the, the little clues that you're on the right track, it happens all the time. It happens yeah. to me on a, on a regular basis. Very and, and hard to explain all, that. Yeah, they're, and they're all there. 
and um, it, 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 there are so many synchronicities that are happening. And again, you know, I just I, I know that I need to sing. I know I'm a healer. I don't know how it's going to manifest, but you know, I've decided I'm going to do a concert and see what happens. I'm going to call it Healing Waters, and I'm going to just share. I'm going to try as much as I can to share what's happening because I think that may be even the greater gift is that what's happening to me. Mm. People want it. They want to be a part of it. And just like we and my husband gravitated toward you, uh, people need it. We really, really need it. The best way to do this, what is your first name? I'm Christine. Christine. The best way to do this, Christine, is to do it as um, as egoless as you possibly can. Yeah. Um, and that's that's the heart. That's the trap because as, as we begin to realize how powerful we are and, and what kind of changes that we can make uh, induce in other people and how we can attract the right people. And, and you almost get a sense of, it's not arrogance, but just it's almost like a, there's a knowing that what, what yeah. I place my attention on and what I think about, it's going to manifest, it's going to show up. You have to really just keep your ego out of it and always, always keep your focus on uh, how may I serve rather than what's in it for me. Yes, you're absolutely that, that would right. Be my, and, and- yeah. The one thing that I should mention is I, I've, I'm a Sufi initiate, and so Rumi is very known to me, but mm. I have been working, you know, this, this did not happen overnight. I've been a, a spiritual student for about 10, 11 years, you know, and I, you know, meditate, and I, and I have been working on the ego, and you're right, and that is something that still frightens me. Um, because I have been yeah, very because, successful yeah, with it's, singing. It's a, I, it's a very yeah, it's a very tough master that yeah. ego. I mean, it 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 really wants to be the dominant force in your life, and it yeah. might even let you. It might allow you to think, okay, now you're moving into more of a spiritual, higher self sense. But uh, I'm going to come back after you, and I'm going to. Uh, I always used to give the example of this in my own life was when I was doing the uh, sutras of Patanjali, when I was mm-hmm. really going within, and there's 40 of these sutras, and I was m- memorizing them and practicing them. And I literally got one time in, in, in my meditation where I felt my body lift up off of the ground. I know it sounds crazy, but it, it, I, 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 was so, I, I was so light. And I, I wasn't levitating, but I elevated. I elevated. Right. And then I thought to myself, um, I could do this on The Tonight Show. You know, and I did that, and I sat. I went down on my ass so fast, and and, and I and I never ever recaptured that again because I I I, in, I had I had been able to get all of that ego stuff out of me, and I'd gone right. through these forty sutras, and it was like, and it was like I was a spirit. And then I came back and decided that I was going to become famous over it. And the minute that I did that, and it's why some of the great spiritual masters on our planet, like Sai Baba and people like that, uh, have never allowed themselves to be seduced by the uh, the glamorous callings of the uh, of the ego. You have to be yeah, careful. Yeah, I that. think that's yeah. very wise because that's something yeah. that I'm very conscious of yeah. and, and trying to stay on top of. Um, because well, I, the best I, what, the best ways to do it is when you do your giving, yeah. uh, do do it as anonymously as you can. That's uh, a wonderful idea. Yeah, that is try, a wonderful idea. Yeah, don't ask for thank yous and don't even and don't yeah. even tell other people about all the great things that you do. Well, maybe we can bring the shift to Albany anonymously. <laughs> well, you leave you. I want you to. We're going to end this call. I want you to leave your address, your name and address, and we're going to send you a copy of the shift. And, we would uh, love thank that you for, because we keep loaning it out to people, so we don't have one right now. And I, oh, I wish you all the best on your journey with your health right now as well. And we've been keeping you. you in our thoughts and prayers. I appreciate that. So I'll, nice I'm to do- talk with you. I, I've never felt better, so I'm doing fine. Thank you, my That's love. Wonderful. God bless you both. You too, Thank Larry. Thank you. Okay. Take care. God bless you. What a great call. And how mm-hmm. how cool is that that both 
parties are on board, her and her husband, because so many times I hear people calling in that one person is on mm. a path and they're having a hard time trying to, you know, have their partner go along with mm. some of the things that, that they're doing. But I think that's so cool that both of them are, uh, you know, kind of work, working. Yeah. Uh, the real working cool the part was uh, was to see well, the phys- That's why I asked her specifically about about her health things. And she got very specific with them, uh, psoriasis and anxiety and depression. I mean, these are things that so many people are experiencing in their lives and don't realize that the mind-body connection is so strong that what they think about is what's expanding into their, into their bodies. When you think stress, when you think worry, when you think fear, when you think things can't happen, the, the physical manifestation of those kinds of things are that anxiety, high blood pressure, psoriasis, uh, nervousness, ulcers. These are all the concomitants of that kind of thinking. And when you shift that thinking around and just begin to look for, you know, what's right about the world and what you're in favor of and what you believe in, it begins to show up for you. It's really amazing. To find out more about Dr. Wayne Dyer or any other Hay House author, please visit hayhouse.com. Thank you for listening.